Today's gonna be a good day. Today's gonna be a great podcast. Turn that song up. Turn it up. was a great morning. I got to see a whole bunch of Orlando Scandrick, former Cowboy, former Kansas City Chief, former Washington player, former Philadelphia Eagle, former Philadelphia Eagle, and current probably retiree of the NFL. But in my opinion, he'll always be a Dallas Cowboy. He'll always be a Dallas Cowboy. Went on Undisputed, talked to Shannon and Ship, skip about those doggone boys. We'll, lock, we'll listen to a lot of that stuff today. Also went on Colin Cowherd's show. He was dropping a lot of bombs. He was dropping a lot of bombs on those doggone Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be talking about all that right here on my podcast. I am 24. This is my podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can get it anywhere. Pretty much you can find podcasts. The best video gaming podcast on the entire interwebs. God damn it. Hold on. Let me pause my music. This song is so good, I may have to make it my intro song. I gotta listen to it one time. One time again. I'll also be giving you my predictions. Sunday night football. Sunday football. Let me pull up the schedule. Let me pull it all up. Doggone it. This bye week has been one of the best bye weeks in Cowboy in, in the in the in, in the recent memory of the Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, they're going down. They're getting shot down. Washington lost another game. Makes it easier for us to win the division. Got a whole bunch of sun, a great football. Got some other stuff to talk about right here on 24's podcast. I love me that that holdout. I love me that Wiz Khalifa. So, today, that Orlando Scandrick, man, oh man, oh man, was he dropping some bombs this morning. 
He was dropping so many bombs on the Philadelphia Eagles. And he didn't say, hey, this isn't trash talk. And I'm not trashing the Eagles. I like the Eagles. I like some of the players on the Eagles. I'm not here to trash the Eagles. What I'm here to do is I'm here to tell the truth. I'm I'm here to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And you already got some people talking about Scandrick, talking about how, you know what, I don't trust Orlando Scandrick. I don't trust what he says because Orlando Scandrick, he's talking out of spite. No, that's when you should be paying attention. I said this a couple of weeks back when when uh when when we lost to the Jets, I was like, doggone it. Dez and Cole, they were right. Dez and Cole Beasley, they said some stuff about the Cowboys out of spite. And I was like, they're right. What's that saying? The three people who will tell you the truth are a drunk, a child, and an angry person. Orlando Scandrick, when he went on those morning talk show hosts, talk shows, excuse me. He wasn't drunk and he wasn't a child. He was a little bit angry. So I'm watching Orlando Scandrick talk to these two shows and he had he had a mouthful. He had a mouthful to say. Let me let me Oh. I got two videos. Let me try and find him. Got one. Got two. What? What happened? I had a, I had a third one. Did I have a... No, I didn't have a third one. But I got two videos. Let me freaking turn on my lights here. It's like 4 o'clock right now, and it's gray outside. It's like I'm in Seattle or something. I'm not in Seattle. I'm in South Carolina. That's where you can find me. Southie Carolina. Jesus Christ. We got some Orlando Scandrick magic here. I'm going to talk about Dak Prescott here in a second. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Let me pull up when he when he talks about Dak Prescott. Here we go. Matt, <laughs> how much growth have you seen in that quarterback? Great. It used to be play action and, you know, kind of hit guys wide open, but now it's a drop back pass, audible. He made an audible and zero coverage against us, something that I hadn't seen him do since training camp. Mm. Um, Randall Cobb. Yeah, absolutely. And that was line? my yep. fault. <laughs> really? Yes, absolutely. But not dogs? being inside. Like, inside you, uh... don't... <laughs> you know better. I do. You know better. I do. You... He knows better. He made a mistake. Everybody has those days. Listen. Whoa, I've been talking about that Dak Prescott. I've been talking about that Dak Prescott for over a month. Been talking about him for almost two months. Listen, whatever is going on with his contract talks, I mean, it's a wrap, man. It is over. He's won his division three out of four years. That's three times more. That's three out of four. Carson Wentz has only technically won it one time and he had to have his backup quarterback win it the other two times the other time Philadelphia Eagles they went to the playoffs twice but they I mean twice under Carson Wentz did they win football games not not Carson Wentz excuse me Nick Foles so now what happens when you don't have a Nick Foles oh wait the team falls apart let's see what Orlando Scandrick has to say about the team falling apart Defensively, Ernie no, I think, I think on defense, I think they they have stuck together pretty good. I think there's some selfish people on that defense, though. Do you? Absolutely. I mean, I think that Rasul Douglas, who's a, a good friend of mine, I think mm-hmm. he he took some unwanted heat for some blown coverages on some other people's selfish play. Mm. And we don't even have to say names. Yeah, or do yeah we do. I know no, you know, but we don't have to say names yeah. at all. They know who they are. Mm. Mm. Well, you're not talking about... He played about... in the middle of... Let's just, let's just say he's not a corner. I believe it at that. He's not a corner. 
Shannon, you know football. <laughs> I do know football. Mm. And Skip, you've watched a lot. Oh, of football. I know a lot of football. So I think it might have know? been the guy that got ran over. Skip, I don't know, but it might have been him. Mm. Guy named Jenkins, maybe. Oh, no. I, I don't know. Malcolm Jenkins? Maybe that's who we're maybe, talking about. Maybe we talk about Roscoe Jenkins. Maybe we're Roscoe. Paul Roscoe could, Jenkins. Could. But I mean, I think that when you wear a C on your jersey, it's your job to bring guys along. It's your job to sometimes you need to take the hard down. You need to take the hard job. And you need to like bring the thing together. I don't know if that's the case. Mm, you know, strong. you look at everything that happened. You hold out for a contract, you come in, you're not really making any plays like splash plays. Then you go down to Minnesota and, you know, you somehow are supposed to be in the half of the field and you end up playing a crosser. Mm. That that's not a that's not a not a rookie we talking about here. Mm. It's a two time Super Bowl champ. That is true. How much of it Ooh. Didn't I say that? Didn't I say Orlando Scandrick? He had a mouthful to say about that doggone Malcolm Jenkins. He had a lot to say about those doggone Philadelphia. And he's not coming at, listen, he's not coming at them with any negative injury. What, what's it called? Energy. He's not coming at them with negative energy. I am. I'm coming at him. I'm laughing at those doggone Carson Wentz. Those doggone Philadelphia Eagles. You have a guy hold out. By the way, I'm looking at some of the uh, responses online by Michael Jen- Ma- Malcolm Jenkins on Orlando Skandrick's comments. For us to move on as a team, we can't have motherfuckers like that in the room. Malcolm Jenkins on Orlando. T- I could give two shits about people who aren't here. It's what Malcolm Jenkins was probably saying in the locker room. But they also got this video. I didn't see this video until I looked it up while, uh, you know, while Orlando Scandrick was talking about, talking about it. You heard the comments made by... Here, here's, here, here's, I think, the full video. Hold on. Let's listen to this. By Orlando Scandrick. Yeah, I heard about what was your, What's your take on him? Look, I, don't, I really give two shits about people who ain't here. Um, a lot of it was... You guys ain't by the locker room, you know. Who I am as a player, who I am to this team. Uh, I think one of the things he said is I didn't take accountability for certain plays, which anybody goes and looks at any of my comments, I immediately take credit for all of the mistakes I make. Um, and so, you know, for us to move on as a team, um, we can't have motherfuckers like that in the room. And so, for us, I think it's exciting. We had a good week of practice. Uh, we feel good about the guys we got in the locker room and what we're trying to move forward with. Everybody taking uh, their role serious and. Uh, you know, that's what we focused on. He, one of the assertions was that. So there you go. There's one of his comments. Sorry that that was so quiet. That's what essentially Orlando Michael Jenkins responded with. And you know what? They also uh, they also said something. I forgot who it was. Uh, I forgot who or where it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on. Chris Carter had some stuff to talk about with uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles as well. I'm going to get into that in a, in, a one, in, a, in a couple moments. But I've been saying this all week. I've been saying, you know, I have a bad feeling about Philadelphia and Buffalo. I have a really, really bad feeling about Philadelphia in Buffalo. They're not playing Buffalo in Philly. They're playing Buffalo in Buffalo. And we know how Bills Mafia rolls out, comes out, shines out. I think the Bills, they're what, 6-1? Five and two, they're, they have a really, really good record right now. Let me look up the Bills, man, because everybody's been been unsleeping on the day, dog, doggone Bills. What's their record? 
They're five and one, right? You know, they're they're a pretty good they're a pretty good team. Five and one, man. They're coming up the weird with the Patriots. They're two games behind the Patriots now. Not saying they're gonna win the division or anything, but they are as close as they'll ever be. That's two games behind. Lost lost a, a game in the series, I think in New England or in Buffalo. I forgot which one. But you got the the uh the, uh, the, 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 what's it called? The Eagles going down to Buffalo on Sunday. Orlando, he had some more stuff to talk about. He had some more stuff, some more issues to talk about with those doggone Philadelphia Eagles going to Buffalo on Sunday. And by the way, for context sake, Orlando Scantrick, he was released, I think, Sunday or Monday of this week. So it's Friday and he was just a couple of days out from being on an NFL team and now he's probably going to be retired now. So you got him specifically having insider information as insider as it gets into the Philadelphia Eagles locker room. Let's hear what he has to say about the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Be a receiver, you put on some Amari Cooper tape. Mm, Awesome. So let's bring it back to Philadelphia. Philly plays at Buffalo on Sunday. Good luck. This is a good luck to me. Thank you for saying that because it's time for us to predict this game. And I'll just plunge out there. I I think it's wrong place, wrong time for the Eagles to try to fix what ails their offense against that Buffalo defense. It's going to rain. It's going to be windy. And it's going to be hard to score. So I'm going to say Buffalo wins 17 to 14. I'm going 2017 Eagles. You hope, you wish. I mean, come, I mean, the Buffalo. You make it seem like Buffalo got this dynamic, dynastic offense. No, as long as you don't turn it over, you're gonna be at, you'll be in great shape. Mm. Buffalo pride themselves on taking the ball away because mm. they're not moving the ball. They're, you got to get them, give them short fields. They're not driving the ball down the field. Mm. You can't be Buffalo. You're in a world of tr- you're in a world of hurt, Eagles. Yeah, but remember, the Eagles are missing Orlando Scandrick now. So uh, no, it's not have anything <laughs> to do with me. Has a lot Brothers. to do a lot to do with them gonna play. Three defensive tackles that have never played in an NFL game before. What are, I mean, let me put it. Look, I mean, look, I didn't I tell you? Didn't I not tell you? Didn't I not tell you that this dude was firing off so many doggone shots? I thought the NRA or I thought the government was gonna come to his house and start coming down to undisputed and take doggone it, Orlando Scandrick away because he was firing so many shots. This morning on Undisputed, let me let me listen to some of this interview even more. Because <laughs> no Akeem Spence, right? You, you got Fletcher Cox. You're gonna have Barnett, Barnett, yeah. and you're gonna have Graham. Those, those dudes are phenomenal. Right. But if you can't stop the run, at no, mm-hmm. if you can't, you can't stop a team from running. You can do whatever you want. Now, when it comes to Buffalo, and he says, and he said, you you can't stop the run. They got uh, they released. That guy, LaShawn McCoy, former Philadelphia Eagle, ironically, former Buffalo Bill, current Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City, they, they were like, we need a, we need a freaking running back. So they swallowed him up and they have this, uh, this guy, I forgot his name, but I was watching some Buffalo Bills, uh, a couple of weeks ago and I was like, man, this running back, he is fantastic. He's a new guy. He's a rookie, but I was watching him run. And he runs with speed. He runs with Singletary, Devin Singletary. I was watching him a couple of weeks ago. I was like, he runs with speed. He runs with with power. You know, he can bounce it to the outside. He can run on the inside. He can do everything you want him to do. And he can catch. I think they even lined him up in the slot a couple of times. I'm like, 
this this dude, he's a pretty doggone good running back. And they got to go up against him. And I think the Bills, they're like, I think some of the Bills, they're like the, the, the doggone Philadelphia Eagles. They expect to come in here, come in, come into our our stadium and beat the tar out of us. Everybody keeps on hyping up the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, let's knock them down a couple of pegs. The Bills are going to be in it. I think the Bills are going to win it, man. And Shannon, I forgot, where did he say it? I don't have this on my notes. I apologize for not having this on my notes. It just, I, I should have, should have annotated that video a lot better. But Shannon said this about the Philadelphia Eagles uh, defense. They said that, he said that specifically because everybody keeps on taking the top off of the defense because everybody keeps on just throwing it on, on the, uh, on the Philadelphia Eagles. It kind of has masked the deficiencies at the cornerback position or not at the cornerback position. Oh my God. At the, at the defensive line position at being able to stop the run. Because people are like, well, we don't want to, you know, we don't have to throw it. We don't have to freaking, you know, run the damn ball on you. We can just throw it. We can take the top off defense. Why would we want to throw Why would we want to run it when we can gain 50 yards in one play, you know, with the pass and potentially score a touchdown? Just go down the football field. Why, do, why should we? Why should we run it? We can just throw it. And I saw yet again last night, I, I try and watch the Dallas Cowboy game at least three times before, um, you know, before I, I try and watch it three times before the week is up. I've watched it maybe four to five. I love that game. I don't even have it on. Where's my remote? Where's my remote? Here it is. I don't have it on right now, but I mean, I'm, I may have, I may want to watch it a fifth or a sixth time, to be honest with you. Mute. Before the week is out, I'm going to rewatch it again because it's, it's just a shellacking of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I was watching that game, and I was watching Fletcher Cox on the sideline. I was watching him, and I've never seen Fletcher Cox against the Cowboys look so defeated, so distraught, so decimated, so so discombobulated, so just destroyed and defeated. He was looking around. He was like, "We we don't got an offense. We don't got a we don't got a quarterback. We don't got ourselves a quarterback." Mm 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 mm. So now I look at Carson Wentz, I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and I look at Nick Foles. That defense, man, they started a ball out with Nick Foles. They crumbled under the pressure against Carson Wentz. And listen, you're going to have this type of a game on this type of a scene during this time of a year for for the next probably 10 years because you already know Carson Wentz, he's going to have a pass for like the next five to six years. Like nobody's going to really go in on Carson Wentz for the next 10 years. So he's going to be able to play. He's going to be like the next Jay Cutler, essentially. He's going to essentially be able to play the sport for the next 10 years in the NFL and still get paid hundreds of millions of dollars, even though he's never won a, uh, a ne- even though he's never won a playoff game and he's never technically run a divisional championship game. Well, actually he has, never mind. He was like 11 w- wins in Dallas lost to Seattle. So technically he did win. <clears throat> But this is going to be the game, the Sunday night football game, NBC, October. This is going to be something that this is, because NBC, what they know for a fact is that this is one of their best games of the year. This is one of the best watched games of the year. You got two division. you, you probably have two 
of the most heated divisional rivals in the league. And they're still, they still have some pretty good teams. Like Dallas has a pretty good team. Philadelphia has some pretty good teams. Their quarterbacks are pretty good. Like you have that ability, right? As a, uh, as a, as a, as like an organization, I guess, or as a league, because it is the NFL. You have that ability to be able to schedule those two teams on probably the best slot on the best uh, time slot in the, you know, on the entirety of Sunday. <clears throat> and now, when it comes to these two teams, Dallas and obviously the Eagles, you're going to have some really, really great games on Sunday night, like last, like like last Sunday, like last Sunday, how Dallas just put a molly whopping on the doggone Philadelphia Eagles. They just spanked them, took them to tasks, took them to town, shut them down. They're showing some of the best players in the Dallas Cowboy history, along with some of the uh, the most okay players in the Philadelphia Eagles history. You know pretty much of no of the Philadelphia Eagles players because they didn't do anything, but you know all about the Dallas Cowboy players because, you know, you got Stahlback, you got Irvin, you got Aikman, you got... 88, which one? Drew Pearson and Michael Irvin. Yeah, I, I, yes, I had to say which one. You got Big Wit. Got them all. The you, the new Young Bloods, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz. One obviously looks better than the other. Des Bryant, Malcolm Jenkins, John. You got Tyrone Crawford. They're showing the highlights. Tyrone Crawford, he's doing the fly Eagles fly on the damn sideline. That's all right. That's perfectly fine. <clears throat> but I got a bad feeling about the Philadelphia Eagles and Buffalo. Because I think I think this is it. You know, I think this is uh, the season that their goose finally gets cooked. And you know what? You know what? I got to... I got to... I'll, I'll, I'll get on some other stuff, but I have some more Orlando Scandrick here that I'll play... Uh, in a couple of minutes, but first, I gotta use the bathroom really, really badly, this will be an hour-long podcast, I hope you enjoy it, but I'll be back in a couple of minutes, hold on. All right, after a short break, short bathroom break, I am 24 and I am back. 
<clears throat> talking about some more Orlando Scandrick goodness. By the way, I should mention this. I don't I don't think I have the clip. But um what I don't understand is in in, in you know I've been saying this for the past couple of days. What I don't understand is how they can essentially be pro bowlers. A, uh, a Nelson Aguilar, an Alshon Jeffrey. What I don't understand is how they can be pro bowlers one year with one guy, but in another year with another guy, they're, they're some of the worst. They're some of the slowest, according to Greg Cosell, uh, wide receivers in the league. And it's like, well, well, with Nick Foles, they weren't that slow. You know, why is it with Nick Foles... None of these guys are are that bad, but when it gets to Carson Wentz, oh wait, you know they're they're not catching passes, they're not trying to catch passes, they're pretty weak, you know. I, I don't know, I don't know. Something is iffy, you know. I get it. It's it's not some. It's sometimes not as simple as you know you go from one quarterback to another, but sometimes it is. I mean, look at Terrence Williams; he's out of the league. Let me let me make sure that I have some of the some of the wide receivers that aren't in the league uh, for Dallas. <clears throat> Because I think Alshon and I think Nelson will get calls. I don't think Terrence Williams is on a football team right now. I don't even know if he's in the XFL. I don't even know if he's retired. What team does he play for? He doesn't play in the NFL. He's 30 years old. He doesn't. He's not on the team. What about uh, Deontay Thompson? Is he in the league? No. He's a free agent. Both of them are quote-unquote free agents. What about Bryce Butler? You remember Bryce Butler, right? Former Cowboy. What team does he play for? He's a free agent as well. He's a free agent as well. What about... So we got three guys that are free agents. Alan Hearns, I think he plays in Miami. But it's it's funny that Google's like, oh, you've been, you've been searching all of these former Dallas Cowboy wide receivers. So you got Deontay, Deontay Thompson, former, former Raven, but former Cowboy, didn't play that much. You got... Alan Hearns, okay, they're both out of the league. Oh, not Alan Hearns, excuse me. Bryce Butler, he's out of the league. Terrence Williams, he's out of the league. Alan Hearns, he's in Miami. So you got three guys who are out of the league. You got one guy who's on a different team, kind of. And you got another guy, Cole Beasley, who's also on another team. Cole Beasley, by the way, grew out his hair, grew a beard. Cole Beasley, coleslaw. I like to call him Cole Sauce. Had a nice touchdown against, uh, I, I think, the Vikings. Not the Vikings, the Dolphins. I, I like Cole Beasley. He did a lot for us, and he did a lot for Dak. I'm not hating on Cole. Let's let's check Gavin Escobar. What about Gavin Escobar? You know, you remember Gavin Escobar, right? Former Dallas Cowboy tight end. He's a free agent as well. Do you want to know what other league he played for? He played in the AFL. When Dak Prescott had all of these guys, what were people saying? Oh wait, make it work. They can make it work, right? Dak Prescott, he they can, they can make it work, right? Guys that aren't even in the league anymore, Dak was throwing touchdown passes to. All of those guys had touchdown passes, I think, besides Deontay Thompson. Nobody wants Terrence Williams. Nobody wants Deontay Thompson. Nobody wants Gavin Escobar. But Dak Prescott was throwing some, some touchdown passes to all those dudes. Chris Carter has something to say about that. Let me pull up the Chris Carter clip. Let me... Let me pull it up. Here we go. Let's listen to what Chris Carter has to say about the uh, the wide receivers of Philadelphia. 
quarterback play and the inconsistency from a passing game standpoint. And that's the thing that's kind of troubled me. As good as their wide receivers have been the last couple years, why do they go through three and four game gaps where, wow, they don't throw the ball as effectively? The roles for the wide receivers aren't mapped out. Alshon Jeffries, he really has a problem with Carson Wentz because I believe he liked Nick Foles. D-Jack's been out of the lineup and Carson Wentz really wants to throw some deep balls to him. Nelson Aguilar has been inconsistent. Zach Ertz has been their most consistent. But because the quarterback likes him, you start to find a little guy starting to talk and everything. So this is what happens when you lose. There's a lot of problems on this team. And one victory won't solve that. One, one victory won't solve that. Let me, let me continue with Chris Carter. Sorry, I cut him off a little bit too early. Meeting won't solve that. One prediction by the coach won't solve that. It will take at least a month of football. And if they don't get it together quick, their season's going to be over with, and there's going to be a lot of disappointment through the streets of Philadelphia. A lot of disappointment in the streets of Philadelphia. I could not agree more. Could not agree more. You you remember how I, I remember I saw this Instagram video of uh, uh of just Philadelphia Eagles uh fans just going absolutely insane once the Philadelphia I, I mean one guy ate ate horse poop literally horse poop they had they had to bring out the police that ride on horses in the streets they were like all right the the horse pooped and some guy ate it that's how insane those damn Philadelphia ugh just thinking about it just makes me just sick to my stomach you had riots in the streets. Apparently, by the way, the, check this out. There was there was an interesting story that happened uh, after it, during the NFC Championship game and during the Super Bowl. Apparently, the police had to be like on high alert. They had to be freaking. They had to be uh, uh, dispatched early. They had to be on the streets of Philadelphia because they knew that the damn fans were gonna riot if the if the, if the team won. If the team won, they would riot in the streets. That's how absolutely insane those fans are. They're like, you know what? Our team wins. Let's destroy the city of Philadelphia. How the hell did it get the name, the city of brotherly love? How did it, how did, who gave it that name? Who gave it that name? The city of brotherly love. They destroyed the city. Jesus Christ, man. I cannot imagine Philadelphia beating the Buffalo Bills. And people want to tell me, this is the guy. Wentz is your guy. Wentz is the guy that's going to win the Super Bowl and all that other good stuff. And I look at Carson Wentz and I think to myself, and I say to myself, most importantly, I say, how is he going to do it when he can't have the trust of his wide receivers? How is he going to win the Super Bowl? How is he supposed to win this division? The time, you know, the time for talk is over with. The time is over with. Talk is extremely cheap. How is he losing to Dak Prescott? I'm watching him on my screen right now. 69% completion percentage, 1,884 yards. Third in the NFL, by the way, right now. 11 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 102.6, 102.9 passer rating, 102.9 the fam passer rating. He has the third most yards in the league. He's an MVP caliber type of player, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I did not stutter. He may not be in the top three, top four. He's in the top six. He's in the top six. He's a pretty good quarterback. He's been 
He's been balling. He's been, hey, he's been balling. But you look at Dallas right now, and you got to start saying to yourself, you know, at some point, when do you when do you start putting it on Carson Wentz? At some point, you got the you got the former Cowboy, former Chief, former Eagle, former Washington player, former Eagle again, current TV personality, Orlando Scandrick. He just flashed on my TV screen, thirty nine, as they were doing the introductions. Just got beaten by Tavon Austin. You gotta wonder. At what point, at what point do you start questioning this dude, Carson Wentz? At what point? I'll play you some more of Orlando Scandrick for you. Play you some more. Hmm. What? You want to elaborate what some of the problems are? Because we hear a lot of talking coming in and out of that locker room. What's some of the problems that's I going on? I think they're having a tough time dealing with success. Mm. Um, whenever you got to say, oh, we're going to get it together. Oh, no one believes in us. Oh, it's about us. You already doomed. Mm. So, scapegoatish, as in Zach Brown t- was a week ago. and I, Zach Brown goes out and says... You know, we need to put it in the quarterback's hand. He gets released. Mm-hmm. The head Kirk coach Cousins, goes out yeah. and says, oh, we're going to go down to Dallas and we're going to win and he, go he be did. in first place. He, he should, did not should he get released? released? No, he did not, but maybe so. And then you and Akeem Spence went. I mean, I, uh, how it was explained to me from Howie, and I don't believe Howie anything Rose that Howie says. Yeah. Howie is yeah. one of the people that if really? he told me it was raining outside, I'd probably, Ooh. you know, get some shorts just but just in case. That's <laughs> tough. That's strong. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he, he put it to me as he wanted to play some younger players, and they're a mess on defense, and they needed to get some more defense alignment. So we'll see how that works for him this weekend up in Buffalo. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if you could just hear my smile through the microphone. This this is ah, this is this is so fantastic. This is so fantastic. You know, Colin he always says the quarterback he's the CEO of the. Uh, of the team, he's the he's the guy that you look for, you look towards when you're asking about leadership. How's that working out for you right now? How's Carson Wentz the the leader? How's he doing his job right now? Right, things are falling apart at the seams. This wouldn't happen under Nick Foles. I'll tell you what thing, this wouldn't be happening under one Nick Foles. Gotta ask that question, man. At what point is it his fault? At what point? Because the more, because I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, the more you delay putting off your Tony Romo, the further he's gonna get deeply. He's he's like a parasite, man. You gotta cut him out quick. You're gonna lose some blood, but you gotta cut him out quick. Don't latch on and nurture the parasite. Cut him off real quick. You shouldn't have you shouldn't have signed him to four years. That's four years, by the way, after this year. So after this season, he's gonna have four. You're gonna be stuck with this dude for five years. That's four years, potentially six years. Depending on if you franchise him or not. That's four more years of getting your tails whipped by the Cowboys. Two years after, by the way, you are Super Bowl, not contenders. 
Not players, not when you played in the suit. No, you won it two years after you won it. You're in rebuild mode. You're looking for a new left tackle, you know, because Jason Peters, he's about to retire. You're probably going to have to rebuild that secondary and probably going to look out for uh, in the draft for some type of a wide receiver for Carson Wentz because apparently he can't throw to Nelson Aguilar and Alson Jeffrey, who, by the way, if they got cut or traded this week, they would 100% have teams going after and searching for them. But it's not on them. It's not on Wentz. It's on, it's on them. The losses are on them. I'll say this. I'll say this. Sunday, it's a must win. It is a must win for that team. But Nick Wright, always always the uh the cowboy hater as he is. He had some uh he had some interesting an interesting take. On Dallas, he had an interesting take on Dallas and the Eagles and how Buffalo isn't a mess win, already giving Carson Wentz an excuse as to why not to win an easy game. By the way, I should mention this. When, when you think about quarterbacks, right, because, you know, if you ask the uh, the average person, they're going to say, you know, what? I would rather have Carson Wentz over Dak Prescott. All right. You know, if you want to drink the Kool-Aid, fine, sure. Look at their records. Look at Look at their records, by the way. Stop looking at their talent. Stop saying, well, ta- well, well, he's a talented quarterback. He's a he's a talented quarterback. It's like, you know what? He's a talented quarterback, sure. But does any of that ever translate to the football field? Because the one play I saw him make, the one play I saw was like a 60-yard pass to Alshon or to Nelson Aguilar, excuse me. Probably should have been caught. Probably should have been a touchdown. But that's it. Beyond that, he was anemic at best. I saw Dak Prescott making plays all up and down the football field on Sunday. Running, throwing, jumping, tackling. He was doing everything, man. Carson Wentz. I mean, it's 0-7 right now in the game. You know you you know what's about to happen next. He's about to throw. He's about to get strip-sacked by Demarcus Lawrence. Lane Johnson gets beat by D-Law. It's going to be first and 10 at like the 20-something yard line. Of Washington, or not of Washington, of those doggone Philadelphia Eagles. And they got it. Demarcus Lawrence takes a bow to the crowd. But here's Nick Wright on how apparently a must win for Philly isn't a must win for Philly. If they lose. With everything else that's going on on the field and off the field, does this become a must win game for the Eagles this weekend? Well, I... Here's the only problem with calling any Nick, game. Stop, man. What? This a must win, bro. But here's the. But Chris, I don't believe in the Cowboys. Is the problem. And so not oh, yet. Okay. And so I, they, I, I, in okay. any yeah, other division in football, yes. But if they lose, they're still one. The Cowboys off this week. They're one game behind Dallas. I. As, the, the Eagles lost. Two games behind Dallas. Dallas has to play the Giants next week. They will be two games behind Dallas. And do you want to know who? By the way. You want to know who the Eagles play, and by the way, and by the way, I, I could I could care less if you don't believe in the Cowboys. That's like saying I don't believe in gravity. You know, it's like who you know, it's like who cares if you don't believe in gravity or not? Gravity will still pull you to the ground if you jump off your roof trying to fly. It's like trying, you know, what saying you know I don't believe in gravity. If I see it and if I perceive it, if I believe in it, it will I will achieve it. I believe. That gravity doesn't exist. That gravity cannot hold me down. So I'm going to fly. I'm going to defy gravity. Because I don't believe in gravity. 
then you fall 20 feet off your roof and you break your legs, right? It doesn't matter if he doesn't believe in the Cowboys or not. What matters is, is that the Cowboys, they're in their bye week. They just upgraded at defensive line. They got, they're going to get even more healthy than they were a week ago. And by the way, because Nick Wright has been saying this literally all week, he's been saying, you know what, if Dallas, if something bad happens, if Dallas, if one guy goes out for, for the entire game, then Dallas falls apart. No, dum-dum, it's not one guy, it's everybody's hurt. Byron Jones was hurt. Tyron Smith was hurt. Leo Collins was hurt. So your starting left and right tackles are hurt, and your interior linemen, including Connor Williams, they all don't play well. Right, it's not just about not it's not just about injuries. It's just that they didn't play well offensively when it came to the Jets. They didn't play well. Their play calling was run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. So how are you going to pass it if it's third and long? I kept on. I literally casted that game. Go back and watch the Jets game like two weeks ago. I was watching the Jets game and I was like, passing on first down is working. Running isn't. When you pass on first down, you gain like 10 yards. When you run on first down, you gain like, you gain one, you gain, you don't gain a yard. You get stuffed at the line of scrimmage or behind it. So now it's second and 11, you're forced to pass it. So now they drop back into coverage. They cover everybody. They rush because you don't have two tackles, right? So you try and throw it. It doesn't work because the coverage is there or Michael Gallup drops a pass. And then it's third and long, and the defense just does exactly what they did on second down again, or you, for some weird reason, run it on third and 11, third and 12. Literally, I just told you the synopsis of the entirety of the Jets versus the Cowboys. No, it's not. It's, you know, he wants to be cute. He's like, you know, if you take out Amari Cooper, if you take out Dak Prescott's left tackle, his right tackle, if you take out the run game, what is Dak Prescott left with? He can't win football games. Okay. Okay, then why 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 are we not giving that same that same standard? Why is that same standard not being levied to Carson Wentz? He didn't go down 14. He didn't go down 21 and 3 in the first half. He went down 14 and 7. Still very very recoverable game. He could have won it. But did he? Hell no. Did he try? Hell no. Did his team win? Hell no. Dak Prescott went down Three scores, and he brought it back into one score in a lot of those games. Carson Wentz, you see what happens on Sunday. You saw what happened on Sunday. It, everybody saw it. It was on Sunday night. They were terrible. But they're going to lose to the Bills, and they got the Bears in two weeks. So that's a win. They got the Bears. But check this out. Check it out. I don't know why this isn't Sunday night. I don't know why this isn't Sunday night. Patriots at Eagles. Patriots at Eagles. And ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the game that's going to break the bank wide, wide, wide open. Wide, wide, wide open. You want to know why it's going to break the bank? This is going to be as much as Philadelphia Eagle fans can take because they talked all that trash. They're so pissed off that the team isn't backing them off. Backing them up. And they gotta play against the Eagles. They gotta play. They, not the Eagles, excuse me. The Patriots in Philadelphia. You beat them two years in the Super Bowl. Two years ago in the Super Bowl. And now you gotta play up against those doggone New England Patriots. And when they come to town, they come a-knockin'. And when they, and when they come a-knockin', don't come a-rockin'. 
however the, the, the saying goes. So I look at the Patriots, I look at the Eagles, man. That's going to be the game because Philadelphia, they're going to be 1-2. and two. Unless they lose to the Bears. <laughs> if they lose to the Bears. Oh my goodness. They should 100% lose to the Bears. Uh, win against the Bears. But if they lose to the Bears, watch out now. Watch out. But here they go against the New England Patriots now. And let me tell you something about the Patriots, man. Let me tell you something. Them Patriots, they are out for blood when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles. They see that this team is beaten, broken, and shattered. Shattered dreams. And they're like, we want to we wanna end these men's whole careers. We want to shut it down as quickly as it arose. want to shut it down. Shut it down. They're going to go into Philadelphia and they will just rain hellfire upon them. Do I have that game? Patriots versus Eagles. Oh, I hope I have that game. I hope I have that game. Please. I, I will cast that game. Please. I, gosh darn it. I don't have that game. Talk on it. I don't have it. I, I was like, you know, I can't wait. I can't, I can't, I can't wait to watch that. Well, you know, I may have it. I may have it. We'll see. It's in a couple of weeks. But in a couple of weeks, those doggone New England Patriots, they'll be going, they'll be going to, they'll be going down to the Philadelphia to Lincoln Financial. They're gonna throw the end of the season party for the Philadelphia Eagles because they'll be what three, four, four and six, four and six. Four and six. Can you believe that? Four and six. There'll be two games out of 500. Man. Whoo, doggy. And Nick Wright has the audacity to say he doesn't trust the doggone Dallas Cowboys. But you look at the doggone Eagles' schedule. Bills, Patriots, Seahawks. Then they got the Cowboys. They got three tough games. They got one game that should be, and they'll, and at that point, after they lose to the Patriots, it'll be a toss-up. They, they are about to lose two games in a row. They could potentially lose to Miami if they aren't careful. And then they got four straight divisional games, which they should win three of four. The only one that they should lose is Dallas. But oh my goodness, I just, is anyone else excited? Is anyone else excited to see the end of the season for the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm predicting it right now. Don't get it twisted. I'm predicting their defeat, their waving of the proverbial white flag, whatever you want to call it. I'm predicting it to happen in Philadelphia against those doggone New England Patriots, ladies and gentlemen. A little doggy. I can't wait. Can you wait? I can't wait. I cannot wait for them to go up back to Philadelphia. I am so hungry and I'm smelling food right now. Jesus Christ. My stomach is in so much pain right now. But I cannot wait for those doggone Philadelphia Eagles to go down to Dallas. Or to go down to Philadelphia and lose to the Patriots once again. All right, is that all I got? Yeah. You don't need to listen to any more of that Nick Wright garbage. Ooh, but Colin, he's got something on. 
on it. Sunday, a must-win game for Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's find that video. Let's listen to it. I want to watch it. Zeke, by the way, I'm watching the, uh, the, uh, the what's it called? It wasn't, a, it wasn't the Zeke touchdown. It was the, uh, the stiff arm. It was when he just freaking just, sti- not, not stiff armed. It was when he trucked Malcolm Jenkins. When he trucked his ass and he got into that end zone and he flexed on the camera. Great Sunday night football moment. Flexed on the camera. He flexed on him twice. Showed him the left bicep. Zeke, Zeke, show him the left bicep. Show him the left bicep. Show him the left bicep. He showed it to him now. That's a dangerous weapon, that left bicep. You don't even want to see the right. You don't want to... The left is so dangerous, you don't even want to see the right. Let me find that Colin Cowherd video. We got so much content. This is going to be a very, very interesting podcast. I am so hungry right now. It's not even... I, I'm smelling it. It doesn't even smell good, the food that I'm smelling, but it is... I mean, I'm, I'm hungry, dude. I, I got to get something to eat. Let me check this out. Let me try and find it. Let me try and find it. He said, Colin Cowherd just said he's not giving up on the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me see, let me see his blazing five. So this is his, this is his gambling, uh, his gambling show. This is his gambling predictions. By the way, some of the audio, it's going to be bad. It's going to be good. This is going to be the good audio. Uh, there's going to be some that are going to be extremely, extremely bad. Does he even have the Eagles in his blazing five? Indianapolis... New York at Jacksonville. Do I care enough? No. Does he not have the Eagles? How do you, how are you not going to have the Eagles? How do you not have the Eagles? Oh, that's this is interesting. This guy named Kyle Allen, Carolina of Carolina. The most passes without interceptions to begin uh the career since 1999, 1991, excuse me, Dak Prescott. Tom Dak Prescott leads it with 176. Tom Brady 162. Kyle Allen 153. Very very interesting statistic for Kyle Allen. Yeah, he doesn't have the predictions. Oh wait, here here he is. Here here he is. Nope, he doesn't have those doggone those doggone Philadelphia Eagles. Let me let me try and find him talking about the Eagles. Here we go games home or away out of the one o'clock window against a seven and two team a 12 and four team not scary at all 12 teams make the playoffs six in the AFC and then six in the NFC and if now uh, uh, I think there are 12 spots available and I- by the way sorry for the uh sorry for the really really weird audio there's nothing I can do to like to prevent it it's it's his video it's not mine i think it's really 15 teams vying for him what about the raiders come on they've been outscored by 40 points they've been blown out three times what about the bears 
They don't make a move at the trading deadline at quarterback. I don't take them seriously. So the 12 teams, 12 playoff spots, here's the 15 teams I like. In the AFC, New England and Buffalo are for real. Baltimore, then it's Indy, Houston, I buy, and Kansas City. In the NFC, it's, it's you know, in the West, San Francisco, Seattle, the Rams, then uh, the Saints, Carolina, Green Bay, Minnesota, Dallas, and Philadelphia. But you're going you're gonna to say, Colin, Philadelphia, Colin, come on. They're my ex, and she poured bleach in my plants, and she cheated on me and ruined my credit. But she looks at me with those sad eyes and says nice things, and you just want to go on one more date, right? Wrong. Wrong. Cut her ass. Cut her. I'll say, I'll say, I'll, I'll put up my hand. I'll put up the deuces. I'll say deuce. I'll say peace. I'm out of there. I'm going on to find something better. That's what you say to her. You don't take pity on her because that's what you're doing, Colin. You're taking pity on the Eagles. Stop it. Jesus Christ. Philadelphia is going into Buffalo this week, and they're going to win. They're going to win. I like Philadelphia too much structurally. The owner. Uh, the general manager, Howie Roseman, the coach, the quarterback. I like their structure. I do not believe Philadelphia's season is over week eight. I do not believe a Buffalo Bills team whose quarterback has seven TDs and seven picks is going to end their season. I don't believe it. The Bills have beaten the Jets. They've beaten the Giants. They've beaten Miami. They've beaten Cincinnati. They've beaten Tennessee. This is easily the best team they've faced. Now, I will say this. I love Greg Cosell, and Greg Cosell never does this, and he ripped them two days ago, or excuse me, yesterday. I can't sell this stock yet. I'm giving them one more Sunday. Philadelphia is going to go in there and win, and I think they have a chance to win impressively. Every week in this league, there is a game. And we go, what the hell? This is going to be the what the hell game. They got humiliated by the Cowboys. It's one of those big national TV games. And everybody now is selling all their stock. And then they go, Minnesota, they get embarrassed. And Dallas, they get embarrassed. And I hear about the locker room stuff. But when I like the structure of a company, it's hard for me to move off it. Uh, you know, it, that, that, that's just why if I like the owner, the GM, the coach, and the quarterback, I can overlook a lot. It's almost like I don't know how, how women think, but I'll, I'll tell you, when I used to be, you know, when I met my wife, there was a lot of structure. She had good kids. She came from a good family. She was nice. I thought she was bright. And the structure, I was like, I like that. Yeah, you can be this and you can be that, but I'm a structure person. And if you don't have structure and your life is chaotic and it's mayhem, I don't care where you went to college. I don't care how perfect your cheekbones are. I don't care. At some point, you'll unravel. Philadelphia, maybe they're going to unravel this weekend. Orlando Scandrick's going to be our show next hour. And he says, I've heard a lot of this stuff in the locker room. I've heard it. But I've heard it before in Philadelphia. It's a chip-on-your-shoulder town. It's kind of a loud, verbal town. Guys talk a lot of trash. The structure is too good to bail. I know that she ruined my credit. I know that uh, she didn't get along with any of my friends. I know it. 
but the, there's something there with Philadelphia. They're going to go into Buffalo, and they're going to win convincingly. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get. Hold on. I got, uh, <clears throat> I got, I got something. I got something. So that way guys like Colin can, uh, can just, you know, can just, this can help them move on, can help them move on from their exes. Just, you know, just help them move on. You know, they got to get some help. Man down over here. Man down. We got a man down. At the Fox studio in Los Angeles. Let me help him. Let me get him out of his rut. Let me help him get out of his rut. I want to dedicate this song to all the lovers tonight. Let me get him out of his rut. And I expect that might be the whole world because everybody needs something or someone to love. He needs somebody. Somebody come get Colin. When it's cold outside, who are you holding? You know, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to talk about this woman of mine. Talk about it. She's always complaining about me never being at home. She complained way too much. relationship as fast as you possibly can when I ain't to rub your back. get out of it Colin get out of it When are they gonna learn? They just keep on burning them and burning them and burning them. Eagles fans, get out. Join a real team. Join the Dallas Cowboys organization. Join the Dallas Cowboys. We're on our way to the Super Bowl tonight. Like I wanna test the five. Come to Dallas. Come to a real team, a real organization, a real quarterback that won't let you down. I'm not even being serious about it. I'm, I'm being serious about it. I'm not joking about it. I used to be a Bears fan. We always used to lose uh, with that dog on Jake Cutler. Even as a Cowboy fan, we understand. Tony Roma, we kicked him to the curb. He wasn't good enough. 
We dated girls that didn't treat us right. I dated girls that didn't treat me right. I got the hell out of those relationships. I'm happy now with a girl. That sounds weird. It's a weird analogy. I'm, I'm dating a supermodel now that takes care of me. Dallas, they have the supermodel that takes care of them. Waiting at home. Then testify. I'm not lonely. I got that Prescott. I got them boys, the Cowboys. They're going to the playoffs. Join the ride. Come committed. Become committed to this team, to this organization. Oh, man. Come to Dallas. One more time, just come. Just come to Dallas. Be a Cowboy fan. Watch what we're doing. Metallic silver and blue. Admit it, we look good in it. That's Zach Prescott, he'll stand by my side. Will Carson Wentz stand by yours? $128 million man. Will he stand by your side? It doesn't look like it to me. He took his cash money and he dipped out the back door. You like that performance? 14 and seven in the first quarter. Goes down 37 to 10 in the fourth. Come on, man. You deserve better. As a Philadelphia Eagle fan, you deserve better. You deserve Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Come to Dallas. And it's never too late. Colin? Stop sleeping with her. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <clears throat> Is there any more? Any more stuff I got here? Ah, great podcast. Don't want to stop. Oh, yeah, I forgot. The NFL play up the NFL predictions. Ran out of water. Ooh, they got a video about LeBron James. Oh, I got I got to watch this too. How dominant was LeBron James at football? Let me watch this. <clears throat> By the way, made a video today talking about uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. What 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 was it? The new Call of Duty. I've been sitting on it. I've been waiting for doggone uh, for months and months and months for the gameplay to be shown. And what do you know? It comes out today. They were wrong about Call of Duty. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm, mm, mm. They were wrong about Call of Duty. Made a video game. Anal- I sometimes forget how many video game analysis analysis I make, man. I make way too many. But here it is. LeBron James, the video. He played He played wide receiver and, I think, quarterback in, in, uh, in high school. Saw him on the field. Now, he was 
not as big as he is now. I think he may have been six four, but the talent was there. I mean, he he started off as a ninth grader practicing and learning the game because I don't think he played organized football before that time. So he was kind of getting used to the game and quick play on it. And then uh, as he got to play ninth grade ball, that only took a couple games. Then he was playing uh, JV ball. That just took a couple games. And then we finally figured it out that we had somebody special. I actually saw LeBron um, at, at St. V. Play football. Play football before he stopped playing football. This was like sophomore tape. He was annihilating people out there. <laughs> but um, the most. What did, he look, what did he look like on a football he, field? I mean, he looked like a, he looked like a, a giant. <laughs> He does. He's like six five, six seven, six six, and I mean he 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 looks like a like like Goliath, a bunch of uh, against a bunch of Davids. Except the Davids, they don't have God on their on their side this time. You know, <laughs> a man amongst boys. That you know. I said, well, you got a six foot six guy out there, being covered by a five foot eight guy. Throw it to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, so we would throw it to him. Some of the receptions he had were phenomenal. Uh, one time, his kid, uh, a defensive back, is in the end zone. Thought he had a pick. LeBron came up behind, jumped, and got the ball and looked down on him. <laughs> and it was a touchdown. Uh, Unbelievable. And, and those kind of catches, he can't coach. That was a, you know, that was interesting to see because we all knew who he was, and it was like, you know, is this guy actually? How long is this guy even going to play? You know, so we didn't even really watch the whole tape. Yeah, yeah. If LeBron James has stuck with football, what would LeBron James' ceiling have been? NFL, no question. In the right situation with the right coach, in the collegiate level, he probably wouldn't have made it for four years. He'd have been drafted maybe by the time he's a sophomore, junior. That's how good he was. I, I, Randy Moss is what I say. Wow. What would you compare a guy to? Mm-hmm. Randy Moss. I want to go real quick to the hardwood. You get a chance to coach him on the football field, but I would love to know. Just give us a little taste of what the environment was like in that gym there when when he was in high school and he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He's must see TV as a high schooler. Uh, what was that environment like? Where the I guess yeah. we could say the king was kind of crowned at that point in time. The spectatorship that he would promote. It was phenomenal. We had to move a game from our venue to the University of Akron's gym. We sold out in two hours. 6,000 seats oh in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just like that. Now, when I look at LeBron, I played that, and that's kind of an interesting little video. When I played that video with LeBron James in it, I got to think to myself, LeBron James is easily, like, you could you could literally play that same game, like, what happens if LeBron was, was this and that, like, if he was here and there and all that good stuff, but I literally think LeBron is one of the best athletes of my entire life, like, not one of the best basketball players, like, let's not, like, if we had, if you had to tell me, like, who would you have as an athlete to do, like, everything, like, be a, be a like, run, jump, uh, lift weights, like stuff like that, like just athleticism, right? I would probably say LeBron James, he's probably one of the best athletes of my entire life. Like he, he has a lot of speed for a guy that that's, that is so tall and so big and so strong. He has like, like he's 260 something pounds and he can, 
he can run, man. And then obviously, like, Hussein Bolt. Like, guys that are just athletic and freakishly athletic, man. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Like, LeBron's one of the best athletes of all time. He is. Speaking of one of the best athletes of all time, we'll probably end the uh, the podcast on this. The game picks. Cynthia Freeland, I was watching the, uh, the week eight power rankings yesterday or something like that. They, thank God, did not have the Philadelphia Eagles in the top five. She did not have them in her top Halloween five. Thank God. That was, week. that was horrific. I was like, oh my gosh, what are you, what are you doing out there? <clears throat> but I think, I mean, let me just check their, their thing again. Let me just check their, uh, their whatever one time, one more time. Here are the five costumes you'll see at every adult. Where do they have them ranked? Here we go. They have... They're 16. They're 16th! <laughs> they're 16th! Look at them! They're 16th! They're behind the Bears! I think kind of the key with the Cowboys. 100%. And why... I'm, I'm sorry, Micah. I'm okay. I think it was Micah, right, that wrote that? I'm it was okay Micah. With you it was Micah. The, uh, and just... They're 16th. Let, I got to listen to them talk about the Cowboys. Are they an Emmanuel Sanders away from the two? Oh, that was good. There we go. Well done. That was, that was very well done. <laughs> but see, by that time, then Drew Brees comes back, and now we're all right. uh, Let's go to another tweet. This from Micah, and he says, Cowboys. <laughs> way overrated. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, Cowboys at seven. Yeah, and I get it. Three losses is three losses. But again, I'm not a slave to win-loss record, it's what you see. And I think they came out of this on the other side. Every team, unless Bill Belichick is the coach, is going to go through a, a slump. I think the Cowboys hit it. And maybe the Eagles aren't that good. And, and I have been wrong about the Eagles this season. I, I've kept on waiting for them to make that run, and I thought they were going to put up a good fight in Dallas. So maybe that's something that I needed to put more thought into. But I will say that I think the Cowboys, when they're playing right, and they certainly looked right on Sunday – could beat almost anybody in the league, and I, th- I see them as an NFC superpower. So despite the three losses, I, st- this, I think this is an 11, maybe even a 12-win team. Yeah, but they're like the sixth team in, your, in the NFC in your list, right? So they're not that big of a superpower if other NFC teams, like five more. Man, because Cynthia like, is bringing heat <laughs> She's today. bringing a fastball, and I respect <laughs> it, but I, I, ha- I can't. I said win-loss record, I'm not going to be a slave to it, but also no, you I'm not going to put them at number three. They've, they've had a, a rough stretch here, and these other teams have just been more consistent. But I just, if we're talking four weeks from now, I would not be surprised if they pass some of these teams. Well, and, and I think also injury. I mean, that right. is a completely different team with Martin and Smith back on the offensive yes. line. So your O-line's if, everything. Yeah, if they're healthy, then, yeah, they look like a superpower. And I think that's kind of what you're speaking to against the Eagles. You get those guys back, and it's a different Cowboys team. You know, if you don't have it, look at Jared Goff. I mean, when the guy had an offensive line, he cutting up the league. Doesn't have an offensive line completely, even against Atlanta, wasn't all that impressive. That's, I think, kind of the key with the Cowboys. 100%. And, and why, I'm, I'm sorry, Micah, I'm okay. I think it was Micah, right, that wrote that? I'm it was okay Micah. with you it moving was the, uh, and just the Cowboys to, up. To put a bow on it, I'm just so impressed by the Saints somehow getting stronger the more beat up they get. The Cowboys haven't been able to be the same way. When they got hurt, they went down as most teams do. Somehow the Saints went up. So I just, I think they, I think the Saints are just unbelievable. All right, let's uh, shift 
to our next grouping, the second quarter of Dan Hanzu's power rankings. It starts with the Texans, who slipped three to fall out of that top eight to the number nine. Anything else you want to acknowledge here, Dan? Because you know we're coming after you in this one. This, yeah. to me, is the, the meaty group of our discussion today. Yeah, I think the Texans uh, at nine, um, I oh, get wear it. people are going to be upset <laughs> about that. Wear it. They are in a similar spot to the Cowboys for me, where I know they're, they've been inconsistent, uh, but I just I believe that they're one of the top ten teams in football, even if I'm alone on that. They're my power ranking. So to me, they're hey, top ten. Subjective. So. All right. Well, uh, here is an individual that disagrees with that sentiment, Dan. Okay. Frick, I'm getting an advertisement. Jesus Christ. Ugh, sorry. Uh, sorry that I don't really have anything to add. I know this isn't the most uh, interesting story. I'm just just trying to wait. Trying to wait for the buildup. I was actually thinking about skipping. I'm like, but they're but I'm like they're only 20 seconds away. Just be patient. Just be patient. Here we go. Cause I love seeing where my old teams sit. I love popping in the top ten and seeing that one of my teams are there. But I, I Dan, I have to tell you, I'm a little upset. My Buffalo Bills are not in the top ten, and I don't understand why. You're talking about a team that is five and one, a team that is one of the best teams in all of football. They got a hot young quarterback, Josh Allen, who is finding a way to get it done, and then their defense is suffocating. Last week, you had them at number ten. They win a game, and you drop them out. Now, normally, I wouldn't take exception to the Buffalo Bills being dropped back if they didn't have a great performance. But the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans ranking ahead of them, that doesn't make any sense to me. Look, the Dallas Cowboys had a nice win against the Philadelphia Eagles, but they're not a dominant team like the Buffalo Bills have been. The Houston Texans, they're coming off a loss to the Indianapolis Colts. They haven't shown a level of dominance that the Buffalo Bills have shown. I believe right now, as a Jets fan, you're just stirring it up because you don't respect and like Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia is going to have to let you know that the Buffalo Bills are not only a top 10 team, mm. but they're one of the teams that you better consider a Super Bowl contender. You guys are bringing heat today. And, and that's, that, a, that's a football head coach who just got acknowledged by John Elway for coaching up his alma mater, Granada Hills, there on Twitter. That's who's coming at you, Dan. I love Bucky. I know Jeremiah put him up to that. Uh, I, I, and I respect Bucky. He knows way more about football than me. So... Uh, I'll just say this. You blew it. As far as, no, I did not. You blew it. I did not. You blew it. As far as the Bills go, let's keep in mind, yes, soft schedule, but I'm not going to kill them for that because they're playing their schedule. Okay, my bad. That was a waste of time. They they aren't talking about anything. They aren't talking about anything. They're just, they're chit-chatting. They're chit-chatting, chit-chit-chitty-chat-chat, not doing anything. They don't even talk about the Eagles. They were like the the Philadelphia Eagles. They're such a great football team. Thought they were gonna do something, but they didn't do anything. Not talking. I, I don't. I don't care about who. I, I don't care about the the, the doggone Bills. I do think the Bills yeah. will beat. Uh, they will beat. Uh, what's their face? Uh, the Eagles. I'm like I've been talking about the Eagles for like an hour, and I forgot who the Eagles were for like two seconds. That's that's how irrelevant the Eagles are. <clears throat> I may have to. I may have to come and get some of these people, man. I may have to play that song. I may have to play it one time again. I got that feeling deep in my bowels. They're going to pick the Eagles to beat the Buffalo Bills. They, I may have to I come and get them pick. like Colin. Yeah, Cynthia, we'll start with you. The Packers are favored by four and a half in this one. What's your projection say? Okay, this is not with 
Patrick Mahomes. So this is okay. a Patrick Mahomes-less projection. Like Could change on Sunday. You Another phrase coined by Game Day View. Perfect. <laughs> so I have Packers 26, Chiefs 23 in this matchup. So a three-point win mm. without Patrick Mahomes. Wow. I got Here it is. Here it is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm not going to look at San Francisco and Carolina. Here it is. I may have to come and get some of these guys. I may have to come and get them. I think this is going to be a rough one for the Panthers. Bills are favored by a point and a half at home. Cynthia, what do you got? I'm calling for the upset. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I have Eagles 23. I have Bills 21. Sorry. I want to dedicate this song to all the lovers tonight. And I expect that might be the whole world because everybody needs something or someone to love. Yeah. I picked the Eagles last week against the Cowboys and they made me feel like an idiot. So I'm going with the Bills this week. Besides the fact they have a great defense and again, watching those Eagles. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> let's listen to it all. Let's, let's, let's listen to it all. Let's give them a chance. Uh, and I think this is going to be a rough one for the Panthers. The Bills are favored by a point and a half at home. Cynthia, what do you got? I'm calling for the upset. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I have Eagles 23. I have Bills 21. Sorry, Bills Mafia. I picked the Eagles last week against the Cowboys, and they made me look like an idiot. So I'm going with the Bills this week. <laughs> Besides the fact they have a great defense, and again, watching those Eagles, like Greg said, I just don't know how they figure it out because I think they have a lot of work to do. They've had a lot of moments over the last four year, or few years where you thought they were down and out, and then they stood up. And they're running out of time. they got to do it this week. They're showing a lot of ugly signs. I have the Eagles winning this really? game on the road as well. I thought well. for sure you did not. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Who knew? Who knew? Talent. Hey. Talent. <laughs> the Bills are getting by without a passing game in the year 2019. That's tough to keep doing week after yeah. week. The Patriots are favored. I want to dedicate this song to all the lovers tonight. I tell you something, that Carson Wentz. And I expect that might be the whole world because everybody needs something or someone to Hoodwinking, Colin Cowherd, Cynthia Freeland, a guy named Greg. When it's cold outside, just who are taking you people. Talk about it. She's always complaining about me never being at home. Talk about it. But when I'm down broke, she's telling me about the thing that a girlfriend's got, what she ain't got. And she wants me to go out and get them for her. But, but girl, I can't be in two places at one time. All these NFL picks, all these NFL personalities, they're lonely. They're sad, they're tired, they're like, how do we get out of this sad and tired situation? They don't know how to get out of it, they don't want to get out of it. Come to Dallas. Come to Dallas. Come to Dallas. And the memories sell out like a ghost, and there's a lot of a bad flow. 
silver and, and blue data supermodel that takes care of you and you take care of her Dak Prescott takes care of me I take care of him I defend him on the interwebs he defends me on the damn football field when you can fall back and have your quarterback catch you I dog on it I feel like I'm a New England Patriots fan being blessed for 20 years with Tom Brady don't accept the mediocrity that Carson Wentz has been putting out for you for the last four years. Can't win a damn divisional game, a divisional championship game. Hasn't won a Dallas game in almost two years. He's gone. He's left. He wanted to be paid with straight cash. You gave him his straight cash, and look where he's gone. Straight gone. He ain't at home. You're lonely. Come to Dallas. Come to Dallas. It's still, there's still time. Come to Dallas. All right, that's my last time playing that, that song. I love that song. They did pick, the check, check, they did. They did actually pick correct. They did pick them right. I don't know why. He told you. I don't. I don't know why they didn't pick the Cowboys. The the uh, the, the Bills. 
this the week, team but back they didn't in pick so them. You make sure you know exactly who's playing. But mm -hmm. right now, assuming what we know right now, I have 24 23 Cowboys. Ooh. So a, mm. a, a little bit of a one point game, but it could very much shift depending on the injury report on Sunday. So you have to watch us. I'm know. going Eagles. I think Carson has a fast start, the offense gets going, and Dallas drops another one because their wins aren't against quality teams. That's Greg, what do you got? I just won a game against a quality team. The Cowboys by one point in my game picks column. I think it's a little higher score. Yeah, 29, 20. wait, listen, we are on the same. Uh oh, are we becoming the same person? Week. Yes, they no, are. <laughs> not at all. Also, he copied your email with the picks in it. Vikings favored by a point on the road here. <sighs> one more time. One more time. I'm gonna dedicate this I just song look to at it. You know, I, I, I look at their schedule. I look at and I that might be the their their games. And I look at how happy they are currently, and I'm like, he's gonna let you down one more time. For the for one of the final times of this season, he's gonna let you down. Carson Wentz, he's gonna let you down. 28 million. 128 million. You gave me a 128 million? Heesh, Christ, I may throw myself out in front of a moving bus. Maybe. He's gonna let you down. Alright, let's 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 end this podcast with this. NFL schedule Sunday. A lot of interesting games gonna happen on Sunday. Seahawks versus the Falcons. I'm taking the the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know why I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks. Because uh, they're against the Falcons, that's why. Chargers versus Bears. Who the hell cares? God damn it, those damn Chargers. You let me down. They're like 2-5. and five. What the hell's going on? They're 2-5. and five. Giants at Detroit. Detroit. Jets at Jaguars. Jaguars, because I don't believe in Sam Darnold for a minute. Don't believe in Darnold. Rams versus Bengals. Who the hell cares? Five and three Rams. They will be five, five and three after that game. Buccaneers, who the hell cares? They're both gone. Buccaneers versus the Titans. Mariota and Winston are going to be gone from their respective teams at, by the end of the season. So who the hell cares? You already know how I feel about the Eagles versus the Bills. I think the Bills got it. Broncos, Colts, Colts. Cardinals versus Saints. This, to me, may be an upset. Watch out for it. To me, I like Murray enough, and he's played really, really good for the past three weeks. We may actually see Kyler Murray beat the the uh, the Saints for the first time in like I don't know how long like six weeks Panthers versus 49ers I'm taking the 49ers taking the 40 that defense is way too stout they'll shut that crap down really really quickly hopefully they can keep Dak Prescott's streak alive of having like 150 170 something consecutive passes without an interception Brady has the second most and then this guy Kyle Allen hopefully they snap that record really really quickly just get rid of it is get it off. Raiders versus Texans. Texans. Raiders versus the Texans. It's Texans. Some of these games are like, really? Browns versus Patriots. 
Patriots. Then you got the uh, the Packers versus the Chiefs. Let me tell you something about the Packers versus the Chiefs. It was going to be a good game. Now it's going to be an absolute snooze fest. I'm still going to watch it. It's Sunday night, but Jesus Christ, NFL. If you have a player, like in the week, if you have a player, like maybe you negotiate with Sunday night or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know if they'll ever do something like that or they'll ever move like a Sunday night football game. But, um... I, I, I don't know. This this may be one of those games where they may be like, you know what? Uh, let's uh let's put in uh Panthers versus 49ers. Maybe. We'll see. By the way, speaking of the 49ers, they play on Sunday and they also play on Thursday against guess who? The Arizona Cardinals. I think the Cardinals they have the potential to upset both games, but they also obviously have the potential to significantly lose both games Dolphins at Steelers ain't nobody care listen listen I want to dedicate this song there's to times in all of our lives where we got where we, we gotta we gotta look at ourselves in the mirror we gotta look at ourselves in the mirror we gotta reflect we gotta be honest the teams that we root for, they're not very good. Dallas was not very good for a very, 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 very long time. I'll admit that. I'll admit that. But the Eagles have been worse. I don't care if they made it. I don't care if they won a damn Super Bowl. They won one damn Super Bowl in 60 years. And two years later, they're looking to blow it up. Watch them just cut everybody in their secondary. Blame the secondary. Yeah, let's not blame the $128 million man a year after, a couple months after he gets paid $128 million. He doesn't show up for half the damn games that he has to play. Oh! Come to Dallas. Come to Dallas. If you're one of these people, that is a Philadelphia Eagle fan. And you're sick and tired of that damn Carson Wentz. There's a way out. There's always a way out. I used to be a Bear fan. I'm not a Bear fan anymore. I'm, I was sick and tired of that damn Jake Cutler. And I'm a Walter Payton fan. I'm not a Bear fan. I'm a Cowboy fan. Come to Dallas. You come to Dallas. Dak has your back. Come to Dallas. He's gone. He is gone. With 128, he is gone. He's gone. You can't call him back. He got a new cell phone. He got a new phone number. He blocked your phone number. He said he's not picking it up. He left with a bag full of money. Like a robber in the 1920s with the cash badge with the money signed on him. He is gone. Gone. Then preach, brother. Preach. Testify. You 
You're lonely. I understand it. That's why you have another football team named Dak Prescott. Another team that named the Dallas Cowboys. 37 to 10 against the divisional rival. Going to have three championships in the division in four years. I am 24. This has been 24's podcast. Available pretty much where you can find any podcast, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, Radio Public. The best video gaming podcast on the entire interwebs. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're only a couple months in, but we are the best. Stop being lonely. Stop making the same mistakes. Come to Dallas. Sit right next to me in the stands. Because we're on our way to create a dynasty.